the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. Well, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. Guys, I am fired up on this Friday morning. OU softball has me so freaking fired up on this cold Friday morning. Uh, and we're not even close to the regular season. It's not like it's the first day that the season is underway or anything like that. And But I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. Fired up on this Friday. Fire up Friday is what I call it. And for those that listen to the radio show on The Ref, first off, thank you. Appreciate that very much. But second, you know that we're very football heavy uh, on The Rush, uh, especially at this time of the year, right? Like, I'm recording this right at 24 hours until the game at Kansas. But I can't get my mind off of what happened last night at Marita Hines Field in Norman. And there were two games this week, and... Normally, I'd start with the game earlier in the week, but I, I can't. I, I can't start with what happened on Monday. I got to start with what happened last night on Thursday night. Avery Hodge won't allow me to talk about the Seminole State game before the Battle Series game last night. The number one play on Sports Center for Thursday? Are you kidding me? In the middle of all these other sports going on, and let me just tell you what was going on last night in the world of sports. College football was on last night. There was an NFL game, NBA games. The NHL's playing right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the NHL's going on right now. So all of those major sports were going on. They were playing real games that actually count towards their standings. And still, it was Avery Hodge in a Battle Series game, an exhibition interest squad game that had the number one play of the evening. And, like, when you see the play, and we'll talk about it a little bit more in a second, like, when you see the play, you could see as to why it's number one. But the fact that an intra-squad exhibition game like that play was found to be number one, that ESPN saw it and thought to put it there, kind of tells you, like, where the program is at right now, right? I'm Like, for, for someone else to see that, for someone to see that game and for that to be out there is... Um, it's a sign of where the program is at right now and what its profile is. And yeah, it's uh, it's high. So you see why I'm fired up on this Friday. OU softball never stops. Never stops. No no offseason. It, it can be the number one play on SportsCenter regardless of the month, apparently. But it's just such a cool moment for Avery Hodge. And again, I think a cool moment for the program. And it just boosts the, profile, or the pro, uh, program's profile even more so. And if you haven't seen it, go find it. But I'm guessing if you're listening to this, you've seen that play more than 50 times up to this point, like me. Hard hit ball off the glove of Alina Torres at third base. Avery Hodge goes full extension at shortstop, makes the catch, and then throws to second base for the double play. I just, just incredible. Like, the athleticism, the execution of the catch, then the throw. Like, Patty isn't putting Avery Hodge over at short. If she doesn't have an arm, but last year Avery was someone who was most likely going to be used for her speed on the base paths, and it worked out well a year ago. But we're seeing this fall how Avery is more than just her speed out there. She's more than just someone that you put in as a pinch runner. Now, that's an incredible aspect of her game, but we saw last night, and we have seen, I think, throughout the fall, she's really good defensively at more than one position. Top play on Sports Center, 
um, has a really good arm, gets on base, like that, that'll do because when that speed is on the base paths, well, I think we've seen it with Riley Boone recently, haven't we? How about uh, Boone and Hodge on the bases at the same time at some point this year? They could be standing on first and second and scoring a routine single. Kidding about that, kind of, I think. But they're fast, <laughs> very fast. Two of the fastest players on the team. So great play by Avery Hodge, great moment by Avery Hodge. Like for whatever reason, like that play was incredible. I was just kind of like my my first instinct or my first takeaway was like, dang, okay, Avery zipped it right over to the second base, nice. And and not that that just shocked me or anything, but okay, yeah, she's got more than enough arm to play short if uh, she gets some innings there this year. But overall, just an incredible play. Uh, again, happy for her. And yeah, I, I think it's the same line as last week, right? It's, you know, great play. But making the number one play on ESPN still does not guarantee the starting job at shortstop. Just like Alyssa Brito playing there last week didn't in any way cement her spot at short either. But we'll talk about Brito in a minute. Um, whether it's shortstop, third base, wherever she's playing, she's going to be an everyday player and one of the best players in the country this year. You can call that a hot take if you want. I don't think it's that hot of a take. But I think the important thing to note is that so far what we've seen, the biggest offseason question mark, right? How do you feel the role for Grace Lyons? There's options. there, And there's really good options at shortstop. Who's it going to be? Like I'm sure we'll see both Brito and Avery Hodge there at some point. I think both players will get time there, and maybe another player or two will as well. But from what I've seen so far between those two, I feel pretty good about both. And how could you not, right? And do I feel even better about Avery Hodge after Thursday night? Yeah, I, I do. Not just because of that one play, but obviously it doesn't hurt. I just like her overall skill set with the speed, the athleticism, the arm that she showed there. I think that you... You've got some really nice options there. And not to say that you're going to have a better player, a better leader there than Grace Lyons. You don't just replace Grace Lyons. But this OU softball program in the middle of a dynasty, are they equipped to put someone over at that spot that's going to be a really good player and highly productive? Of course. Absolutely, I think that's going to be the case. Whether it's one player for the entire season or it's multiple players at that spot, I'm not worried about the production at shortstop. The production at that position is going to be just fine. But let's talk about Alyssa Brito, okay? What a hitter. Two bombs on Thursday night. The first one was just ridiculous. It was one of those where you start laughing mid-flight because she just hit it so far. Like, she looks like she's in mid-season form at the plate right now. More in fall ball. And against good pitching, by the way, too. Like, this isn't some... These aren't rockets out of the park off some of these JUCO teams that you're playing earlier in the week. And no offense, I I, I played JUCO. There's good players at that level. There, there are. But OU will have one of the best pitching staffs in the country this year. And she's hitting two home runs last night. Absolutely laced another ball down the third base line. She's squaring pitches up right now. Hitting the ball hard seemingly every time she gets up there. Alyssa Brito's incredible. And just kind of goes about her business constantly delivers, big fan of her, and I just think an incredible year is in her future. I'd be very surprised if that's not the case for her. And I don't need a crystal ball in front of me on this Friday to tell you that. I think I think you know. I think we all know. I think she's going to... I, I, I will go as far to say this, okay? 
and not maybe getting out uh, in front a little bit in terms of like uh, preseason predictions, all that. We, we got a lot of time for that, so I'm not necessarily doing that today. But I do think that she could lead this team in some offensive categories. Like, I think that she could be a candidate to lead this team in home runs. There's a lot of candidates. Uh, I mean, Tiari Jennings, the first you think of. Kinsey Hansen, of course, as well. Never count out Jada Coleman in anything. But I, I just think Brito hitting um, hitting early in the order. She's going to get a lot of at-bats this year. I, I just think that she's that gifted where in an offense that is super explosive, the best in the country, I think that she could absolutely lead this team in some offensive categories. I think uh, Alyssa Brito is on the verge of having that type of season. Unless Hannah Cooper continues to hit two home runs a game. Did anyone else like that? Like She's battling for a spot this year. In the battle series. Goes deep twice on Thursday night. Big for her. She showed a, last, uh, she showed a lot last night, I thought, as to uh, not only what she can bring to the lineup in terms of her bat, but defensively as well. And my guy Nathan McCollum, a loyal listener to the podcast, the Diamond Envy podcast, was tweeting last night about her arm in the outfield. He basically said... She's got an arm. Don't don't test her if you're trying to tag up. And Nate's right about that. Like H- Hannah could be a real asset for you out there in uh, right field, throwing people out of the plates. I think your your outfield's in a really good spot going into this season. But Hannah Core showed some power. Good good player defensively out there. Uh, a really 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 good night for her. Really a good night and a big night for Hannah Core. I like to see that a lot. But you know, talking about her, it just kind of struck me. And I've, look, this is not an original thought by me, but I just had this thought last night after the Battle Series game. Just the amount of players on this roster that can hit for power is incredible. Like, you don't need elite power to be an elite player. Like, for instance, I don't need Avery Hodge and Riley Boone to hit a ton of home runs this year. I just need those two to get on base. The rest will take care of itself. But there's so many players on this team to where if you miss... If you miss up or you miss down and in, wherever their their, their hot spot is, if you miss, they're, they're going to round the bases. And it's not going to be a home run that barely clears the wall. It's going to be a home run that clears the scoreboard most likely. Just so many players on this roster that can hit for power. It's it's really it's just incredible. Riley Ledlam goes yard last night. Um, throw her in that mix as players who can hit the ball out of the park. It, it was just all in all, I think it was a great day. I think it was a great week for the hitters. Just Just felt that way. Uh, Alyssa Brito was the gold player of the game uh, on Thursday, MVP1. Riley Ludlam, who we just mentioned, was MVP2. And then Hannah Cora was uh, MVP3 last night. And I like the variety of the MVP players that we've seen so far. You've had the household names. You've had uh, you had Jada Coleman there. You've had Kinsey Hansen there in the past. But you're getting a Hannah Cora. You're getting a Riley Ludlam. You're getting some real variety with the MVP uh, MVP players. And... Brent Venables has said competitive depth now for a while, and Patty got some competitive depth. Brent Venables got some competitive depth. Patty really got some competitive depth on her team. Oh, yeah, Monday's game. OU handled Seminole State earlier in the week. You know that. Uh, Another shutout win. This lineup looked... um, Which, by the way, the the, the lineup against Seminole State may be making a a little bit too much of this, but just interesting to note at this time of the year, the... uh, the lineup for the Seminole State game on Monday. I mean, I, I don't even know if there were necessarily any some uh, surprises here. But you had Jada leading off. Leading off playing center field. Uh, Brito was batting second, playing third base. 
Kinsey batting third, playing catcher. TRA batting fourth uh, and playing second base. Cassidy Pickering batting fifth, playing left field. Quincy Lilio batting sixth, uh, the designated player. Riley Boone seventh, playing right field. Alina Torres uh, hitting eighth, playing first base. Avery Hodge batting ninth and playing shortstop. And then you had Peyton Monticelli getting the start in the circle. Just interesting to look at those lineups because, well, I have nothing else better to do than to overanalyze things during the fall on the Diamond Envy podcast. I'll admit it, but hey, it's it's fun. It's been a fun fall. And just to see the variety, like different players playing at different positions, whoever it's going to be, you got a long time to figure that out. But uh, they're going to have a star at every single position, that's for sure. And I, I just think that as we go along here in the fall and see more and more players do big things, the overall depth of this lineup is um, its pretty incredible. Play a lot of games during the spring. Things happen, injuries happen, situations happen, and when you can bring someone off the bench that is just as capable, capable of your starter in a lot of scenarios, well... That's what a championship roster looks like. They'll be deep in the circle. They'll have players on the bench that can really run. They'll have players on the bench that can really hit, play great defensively. And I just think overall it's good. If you're battling for a spot in the outfield and Hannah Kors hitting two home runs, that elevates your play, right? Riley Ludlam hitting a bomb. Maybe you're in a position battle with her. That elevates your game, right? I just think with the overall depth, we're seeing situations where the overall roster um, just the ceiling of it's being increased because it's just human nature. When you're getting pushed for a position, you know, it tend to raise your uh, level of play a little bit more. So I, I I don't know what Patty would say. I just think overall from the competitive standpoint, it's uh, it's been a really good month thus far. And uh, we'll see what happens throughout the remainder of this fall as well. All right, like to keep these short and sweet during this time of the year, but can't wait to watch this team more, right? Can't wait to watch more of Avery Hodge and see what she does moving forward. She's a spark plug for your team. Like her a whole lot. Liked her last year, but I, uh, like a lot of other players on this team, like uh, what she's capable of doing this year and maybe her breakout season. All right, we'll talk to you next week on the Diamond Envy Podcast. As always, appreciate Caven's Group for sponsoring the pod. Continue to share the podcast. Continue to leave comments on your podcast platform of choice. And if you don't mind, five stars as well would be uh, really appreciated. But I appreciate you guys for sticking around throughout the offseason. Those of you that shared on social media, that means a lot. And we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the football this weekend. We'll talk to you next week on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas.